If you want to say that you're in the music business, but all you're doing is spending money on gear and recording, and there's no income coming in, you're not in the business side yet. It's still an expensive hobby. Hello and welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now, I started this podcast as a way to give you access to the thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from people who actually work every day in the music industry on how to move your music career forward. Now, I'm blessed to have helped launch the career of superstar Taylor Swift, and I served as her manager for two years. I currently manage American Idol winner Trent Harmon, consult Scott Borchetta and the Big Machine Label Group, and have been helping thousands of artists around the world navigate the music industry. By the way, contrary to popular belief, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help you make sure that you are on the right track. Enjoy the podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So during this episode of Live on the Drive, I want to uh, talk about a couple things. One, I'm reading a book, or I should say listening to a book right now. I am a huge fan of Audible, but uh, the title of the book is Real Artist Don't Starve by Jeff Goins. And it is a fantastic book and reminds me a lot of what I'm trying to teach the artists that I work with is I, I'm not a fan when people call themselves starving artists. Today, it is so easy to make money with your craft. It really is. I mean, if, if you want to say that you're in the music business, but all you're doing is spending money on gear and recording and there's no income coming in, you're not in the business side yet. It's still an expensive hobby. And for whatever reason, creatives have, have a hard time understanding that if you want to be in business, and that's with any business, you have to put money into marketing your product. You have to put money into customer acquisition. We got spoiled when social media first came on the scene. We were so used to getting views on our videos. You know, it wasn't uncommon for an artist to get a million views on a YouTube video by doing a cover song. But then what happened is YouTube all of a sudden wasn't the only player in the game when it came to video. And now you can get video on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook. You can do Facebook Live. So of course the video views, when you are the only game in town, it's going to reflect that when you're the only game in town. Same way if it's you're the only restaurant in a town or a gas station in a town, you are the top dog until the other person comes along. So what I'm trying to encourage artists to do right now is to figure out how to properly use these other platforms. And these other platforms are tools for you. A lot of people freaking out right now because Facebook says they're not going to let as many people see your posts. Well, welcome to the world. Facebook is in the advertising business. They are not in the make you famous business. For so long, they've given us free real estate that now we're going into panic mode 
when all of a sudden they want to make sure that your content is engaging, you should be thanking them for the free advertising that they've allowed you to have on their platform instead of freaking out about it. It also is going to allow the real artist, the real creatives, they're going to get more exposure because their content's already good and their fans already want to engage. If Facebook isn't showing your posts, there's a reason for that. So what artists need to do is they need to first go out and build this relationship. Right now, you can listen to music for free. If someone's going to invest in your CD or invest in your t-shirt or invest in whatever it is that you're offering, they have now said that they are investing in you because the way that they can get their music is different now. The way that they can consume your product is different now. You want them consuming with you. So what that's going to take on your end is one, to create better products and two, you have to learn to market. Everyone wants to buy, no one wants to be sold to. So you have to figure out a way to get your message into their conversations and to make the consumption of your product and that monetary transaction their idea. It just can't be your idea. And you can't complain. It's like if you have built an audience and you've got 50,000 Twitter followers and 50,000 Instagram followers and 10,000 YouTube subscribers and you are not able to get a thousand of those fans to give you $5 for the year, you're doing something wrong. I just did a recent survey and I was asking artists, how many of you have music for sale? And 200 people took this survey. 75% came back and said that they had recorded music for sale. 76% said that they played less than 25 shows but 80% said that they made less than $5,000 with their music. If you're making less than $5,000 with your music, you are not in the music business. And I know that may seem harsh and that may be, well, why are you saying this, Rick? Because it's just true. If you can't get a thousand people to give you five bucks, you haven't built a strong enough relationship with those thousand people and that's where your focus should be. Heck, why not start with 10 people, then 100 people, then 1,000 because then if you can get up to 10,000 people giving you $5 a year, that's it. You're only asking for $5 a year. I've probably given out $5 to homeless people or folks asking for money on the side of the road in just the last week. We're now wanting you to ask someone who you have supposedly built a relationship with, you've created music that you think resonates with them, that you think that they will be into to share $5. And then once you get to that $5 transaction, let's see what you can do next to make it a $10 transaction. You get a thousand people giving you $10, now you're making $10,000. You've got 10,000 people giving you $10. You're now making $100,000. But you need to start thinking about this as a business. You need to set aside. You'd be surprised how many people will put aside money for recording, but will have $0 for marketing and then be upset when they don't sell any records or be upset that Facebook didn't show all their Facebook followers their ad for their album. It's up to you to build the relationship Facebook is a tool to build a relationship. Twitter is a tool 
to build a relationship. Instagram is a tool to build a relationship, but it is up to you to provide the content in order to build that relationship. Think of it like dating. You're going to want to date a person a little while. You know, when I was just recently at a Blitz Metrics event where I was getting certified as a Facebook marketer, you know, they shared something that I'd heard before was that a lot of times someone's going to need seven touch points before they really know who you are. So that means that first time that they meet you, it can't be, hey, I'm Rick and I create music. Here's a link to my iTunes page. Maybe a why video, maybe a who the heck are you video, maybe something that shares with them who you are and why they may want to consider following you and then follow up with that. But really put on the business hat. If you want to be in the music business, you have to treat it like a business. Every successful business has to have money for marketing. They have to be able to tell a successful story or create some form of engagement that says you are the person that I want to support. You are the person that I want to continue to hear more from. All right. I know this was a little preachy, but I just felt that it was something that needed to be said. And if you get a chance, check out the book, Real Artists Don't Starve. Also, if you get a chance to check out the Creative Juice podcast, Circa and Corinne do a really good job breaking it down on the simplicity of what it takes to really build that relationship with your fan. They also talk a lot about some specific strategies that they're utilizing with their independent artist clients that allow them to be profitable, that allow them to actually be in the music business. So check out the uh, Creative Juice podcast. It's one of my favorites. They are fantastic. They're living and breathing this every single day. Hey, if you want more information on me, you can uh, head over to my website, rickbarker.com. While you're there, you can grab a free copy of my book. You can take uh, a quick quiz, answer a couple questions, tell me a little bit about yourself, and I will send you a handout specific to your needs and then invite you to a training that can hopefully get you uh, in the right frame of mind to take your music to the next level. I'll talk to you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there. 